Hey there, fans of the Wretched Hive. Before we get to the show, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial of the Audible service just by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's spelled H-I-V-E. From there, you can get over 180,000 titles to choose from that you can play on your iPhone, over Android, if you have a Kindle, one of those, or even if you're still stuck on one of them MP3 players. Maybe even a Zune if that's still out there. Are those still out there? They're probably still out there. You can play it on a Zune, I'm sure, because they took MP3s. Why not? Anyway, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? We'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. We have a trailer! The Han Solo trailer is out. It's been out for a while. But tonight... We get to go shot by shot with the Han Solo trailer, and you can join us because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, February 16th, 2018, episode 55 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and the entire Hive is with me tonight, and we're going to start it off, as always, by introducing the Wookiee co-pilot. Craig Lent. Oh my God! It only took begging and pleading, Kathleen Kennedy. What is going on? And we finally get a fabulous Star Wars trailer. Or should I say, this is not the Solo a Star Wars story. This is Lando a Star Wars story. Am I right, guys? Am I right? <laughs> Lando looks so good, so good in the trailer. Oh, man, it looks so awesome. You know who else looks good in the trailer? You keep talking like that, the Porg is going to get jealous. <laughs> the Porg should be jealous of uh, of of Daenerys. Oh, yes. What the hell is her name? I always forget. Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Clark. Oh, my Amelia Clark. God. Get with it. Mother of the goddamn dragons. Wow. I mean, I, I have her names tattooed on my left butt cheek. Yeah, I, I you'd think I'd remember. I don't know about that. No. I don't want to know about that. Also joining the show tonight, he is a lifelong Star Wars fan, Scott Ivansky. Yeah! <laughs> I am ready for tonight. Jesus. I don't know. Wow. How, you know, I went with you that because, ready. well, let me tell you. Let mm-hmm. me tell you. One, I'm a huge fan of Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. And two, this 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 Han Solo trailer is just like a great big cowboy western film. Yeah, it does. It does have that feel to it. It I'm ready. does have the feel. I'm ready. Was it the Obi-Wan uh, movie spaghetti western poster that we were Yeah. We talked about a few episodes ago. They have a total uh what is it uh Sergio uh, oh my god, I'm I'm I, Amelia Clark. Yes, Amelia Clark. Yeah. That whole sequence was guys. <laughs> <laughs> We you know, maybe the we show should late. go back to having pre-show meetings and production things. <laughs> oh, you mean like back when never? Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Amelia oh. Clark, guys. I don't want to hear what's her name one word. Amelia Clark. Amelia you are, Clark. You are never going to be able to pick her up in a bar if you don't know her name. 
and Margaret. Man. Hey, speaking of and Margaret, we also have joining the show tonight. He is the captain of the Nico Rodriguez. You know, I don't expect you to remember anything that you have tattooed on your left butt cheek, because how often do you really look at your own butt cheeks? Oh, uh, that's often, tr- yeah, well. No, I'm depends. I'm looking all the time. <laughs> and oh, well, you know, you know what? I suppose if you have to change your depends, you're gonna see him too, Steve. So that works out. <laughs> is that what? Is that what you're saying about us wow. now? Wow, that son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> see, yeah, that's millennial. That's referred to as a mm-hmm. sick burn, Steve. That's mille- that's millennial humor for you there. I'm, I'm actually shocked he knows what depends are. Uh, and finally, did he? We have son of Utha Pendragon, Dave, king of the Britons. Under no circumstances, defeater of the Saxons, should. <laughs> You ever. Sovereign of all England. And I mean. Never! He's ridden the length and the breadth of the land in search of the knights. Call him. (laughs) Harry. Coconuts. Potter. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere, and then you went somewhere else. Good. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening to you wherever, whenever you are listening to us. We are 5 by 5 again tonight. All of the hive is here. Mm. And uh, it is a post-Valentine's Day recording for us. We're normally uh, taping on a Wednesday for broadcast on a Friday. But uh, some of us had commitments, so we moved it to a Thursday. Happy belated Valentine's Day to everyone. I hope you had a wonderful evening with yourself and your Star Wars love affairs. Yeah, same and to you. What what did everyone do for uh for the Hallmark Valentine's Day celebration? Scott? I what, worked what? I worked late. <laughs> well you're so you... did I, Dave. Oh. Uh, All right. well, as you know, I'm I'm somewhat an anti Valentine's, but mm-hmm. Did you get the roses I sent you? You did. I did, okay. yeah, yeah. All Beautiful. Right. And um, they were a little sticky. <laughs> Greg, it was a wonderful evening with uh, my lovely bride and nice. uh, my daughter. My son was off with the uh, my my younger son. Summer, son number two is way down south doing something unexplained. Son number <laughs> son number two was with his girlfriend. So my wife and daughter had a lovely night at the most romantic of all places, Costco. Ooh. Followed by a wonderful dinner at the soup plantation. Mm, mm, check very me out. Nice. At the soup plantation? The soup plantation, yes. You Did are... you listen to some music on your way to the soup plantation? Perhaps. I think we. I, th- I think it was The Sticks, actually, <laughs> is the band that we were listening to all night long. I heard that they are a good band. Hmm. Almost as good as the Lionel Richie, speaking of all yeah. night long. Well, what about or the night? <laughs> the Depeche Mode. I was. So, there, they are the awesome. Mm-hmm. Them Who? and the James Taylor. Who James is also Taylor, James good. Taylor really blows though he sucks, uh, but the James Taylor is fantastic. <laughs> well, if you ever make fun of your wife for doing something that she said eight or nine months ago and you can't give it up, um, call the Wretched Hive hotline <laughs> and let us hear about it. That's at five six two four five five. Sorry, Lisa, four four eight three. That's five six two four five five Hive. 
and uh, we say hive just in case. Just in case you can't spell hive. Spell it. Spell it in case. What are you, what are you even talking about, man? I, I Do think you even I, listen to the words that I say. I think I messed producer, up. Producer Q's on point tonight. I think I messed up. Ooh, that was beautiful. I, sh- I should have stopped drinking around six or seven. The segue right into the dog was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. And well, now we go live for an update to a midget in a bikini. <laughs> From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the wretched hive. <laughs> so be it. Well, guys, um, we have quite a bit of news to cover tonight, and actually, we have a job to do. We, Before we hit the news, guys, we are going to do our Han Solo first full trailer shot by shot breakdown and uh, I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen with you guys I've got wow, that, that, is, that, that, that is a lot of pornography Steve <laughs> <laughs> but still not nearly like as much as I expected Seriously? midget amputee porn that is some sick fetish my friend oh uh hold on let me close that that was the wrong window that's wait good. That's okay good okay here's here's uh here's the han solo trailer jesus man we have some standards all right so um we are gonna go through the shot by shots about a minute and 43 long entire in its entirety but i think we'll probably take about half an hour and review the shot by shot so let's get right into it the opening shot here is uh, you are looking at Han Solo's hand, or I assume it's Han Solo's hand, resting on the dashboard of the Falcon. We're getting some close-up shots of the Millennium Falcon controls here. Let's go with Han on this. Uh, it's got to be Han, Because right? if it's Lando, then he's got a case of the Michael Jackson. So <laughs> I don't want to get into that. That's a great point. <laughs> maybe maybe he just washed his hand after the cross-burning. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we start see, the show it's over? Coming off. Yeah, it's, see, <laughs> Where are all the white women at? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh. All right, so... All right, so that was that was like rapid fire. Let's let's do that again. That was uh, Han flicking the controls on the Falcon. Now I'm going to try to pause it at one particular spot here. There it is. He's the, wearing an Apple Watch. He's got the watch. An Apple Watch. Yeah. So uh, that's a Fitbit. I zoomed in on that just to see if I could. Uh, I figured you would download Steve. an image onto my Apple Watch that matches Han's, but I could not do it. Okay, so just for the record, it's, it's pretty grainy. I know we're we're joking around about the Apple Watch and yeah. the Fitbit, but it totally looks like a brown version of the old 80s football game. Does it not? Guys, come on. Who had the, the little... Oh, the uh, Mattel Electronics. Yes. Yes. Look at that it thing. Looks like, it, it looks like that old Pac-Man watch that a friend of mine had that I was really jealous of in like the fourth grade. I had that. It has a little joystick on the bottom and you... It was yeah. so great. Yeah, you like take it off. It's like a stylus almost. You take it off, you plug it into a little thing, and you can you can play Pac-Man on your wrists. Yeah, it was great. Badass. I had a badass time in school for that. <laughs> it is pretty awesome. So, I, how many of those do you think they're going to sell? I mean, that mm. there's your number. There's your number one geek toy in two Christmases from now. Also, let's let's throw this in there. the uh, The trend nowadays is to get this synced up music kind of like rhythm thing going mm. they really kind of nail it here in this real quick little click and switching and everything going on i, I like this mm. all right let's hear it again really quick yeah. all right. 
Then we get right into the Lucasfilm logo. Yes. Beautiful. Makes yeah. me want to cheer every time I see it. Stand up and scream. Yeah, it's, it still does. Pretty cool. All right. And then we get into some Han dialogue here. I've been running scams on the streets since I was 10. So Han is uh, in looks like a uh, like a race like a souped-up land speeder kind okay, of thing. Okay, this is a total throwback. Guys, somebody back me up on this. I don't care if you hate me or don't hate me, but this is a throwback no, to the, pre- the prequel. Oh, sweet. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> uh, throwback to the prequels here. We got pod racing, kind of the feel of it. We got those little uh, the speeders from uh, Attack of the Clones. Everything's all happening right here. I mean, we'll see a shot of this vehicle later on, and it totally reminds me of that that uh, Anakin Obi Wan speeder chase. Oh yeah. In uh, in uh, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Thank Wait, you. Wait, this scene doesn't remind you of running through an entire casino city riding on some dog horses? Not yet. Mm. But it, okay. it will. It will. There's a casino coming. Give it. Give it time, man. Yeah. All right. So that was Han and the lovely Miss Clark uh, in the uh, in the passenger seat there. I was kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. Now that whole opening sequence, I the uh, immediate I love that immediately they're going to action. They're telling us that this movie is going to be action packed. I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of movement, a lot of camera movement, a lot of exciting chase scenes in this film, and that looked like a lot of fun. Okay, and anyone that's a fan of all of the Kenner and Hasbro toys Hmm. and the art of Star Wars, the books, uh, will notice the throwback to the Ralph McQuarrie art designs of the original Bespin speeders and speeder guards. That, I think, is fantastic right there. If you didn't notice the, the uh, what looks to be a patrol officer mm-hmm. or somebody on, on a motorcycle-type speeder hovercraft is very reminiscent of the early art designs from Ralph McQuarrie for the Bespin uh, uh, Cloud City pilots. Yeah. You're talking about, like, these guys? Oh, yes. Yeah. Full on. Right so there. these guys are, like, uh, <coughs> chasing after Han yep. um, in a- sort of on, like, a motorcycle kind of a... Yep. Straddling this this um, single single pilot vehicle, very kind. similar to the uh, speeder bikes from the Shadows of the Empire Expanded Universe books multimedia crossover event. <clears throat> if you don't know what it is, look it up. Google nice. it. <laughs> nice. All right, so uh, that was visually really cool. So now we've got totally different terrain. It looks like almost like a uh, like an icy planet there's clouds over snow-covered mountains and we have a shot of i think that's han i'm going with han uh the, the hair yeah the hair in um in like a full fur coat kind of a looking thing is it blue or is it brown that's all i want to know <laughs> another controversy are we going to have this <laughs> this dialogue for the next 22 years so how is it, close is is that? it blue with white stripes or is it brown with green stripes? Come on, guys. So how <laughs> close is that fur coat to the one that uh, Donald Glover is wearing mm. later on? Oh. oh, maybe that was also part of the uh, the bet on the card game. <laughs> and <laughs> that sweet ass jacket. <laughs> I want that. 
All right, let's uh, play a little bit more here. All right. I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Now, <laughs> this uh. this is where I start to get really excited for this movie. Well, this is um, this is what's going to take up the majority of the the half an hour here. I think so. We get a brief interior shot of the what looks to be the Falcon. No, it's the Falcon. A pristine falcon but it's right off the assembly line it is just perfect pristine white and if you didn't get a chance to listen to our little mini episode last week scott and i broke down the ew photos uh and there was a great shot of the um the center sort of center court area of the falcon uh, around the dejark table and the nav computer and uh that's a great shot as well i don't think that's in this trailer but it's this is the same sort of thing. The the floors are just glossy black. Uh, the the walls, the padding on the walls of the hallway of the Falcon are just pure white. It looks like the interior of the Tenti Four almost. It's just bright, brightly lit, black and white. Gorgeous. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a callback to our previous episode. Um, this if this is the Falcon that Lando has, if this is his Falcon prior to Han. <laughs> winning this thing over. Yep. This is so reminiscent of the hallways of Cloud City. Uh, mm. Gleaming white, pristine shape, polished floors, panels in place, lights, everything's lit up. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Almost looks like it's got, like, uh, I know they're just regular fluorescent lights on the top there, but almost like uh, 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 like uh, windows up on top, like uh, mm-hmm. sunlight's coming in. Yeah. It's 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 beautiful but it's just so weird to see the falcon in that type of shape we're so used to the the dingy the gritty uh grayish tones and the missing the li- panels the lived in the lived in right you're right the lived in universe exactly it, yeah. it reminds me of when we saw the uh the brighter white um star destroyers yes. in rogue one mm. yes yeah a little bit so so here's another question though so if we, we keep talking about this as the Falcon fresh off the line. Mm-hmm. So since we know that the Millennium Falcon has a brief cameo in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, in terms of the timing of this movie or a segment of, the, of this movie, do we think it is going to be you know between Episode 2 and 3, or do we think it's all going to be between Episode 3 and 4? I think it's got to be between 3 and 4, because mm-hmm. Han Solo is not that old. Right. Yeah, I'm going between 3 and 4. And I'm going to back that up even more and say that between two and three, they were still using clones, and he was being recruited to the academy for the Imperial. Oh, um, right, bring it. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. But where I'm going with it is, we keep talking about it as being fresh off the line. But if it was in Episode three, how fresh off? And this is taking place post Episode three. How fresh off the line is the ship really going to be at that point? That's, Maybe that's just kind of the thought I have with Episode three. And the overall design of the ship is different too. Yes, yeah. this could this could be concurrent with Episode Three, just off screen. Yeah, it doesn't no, have to be off screen. It could be concurrent with the storyline of Episode Three. Well, since we're throwing assumptions out there, let's just say Lando somehow gets his hands on this on on the Falcon mm-hmm. and decides, I need to I need to upgrade this thing. I need to pimp my ride, basically. So maybe he's the one that does the upgrades to it to make it look extra special. So maybe Lando makes the special modifications. Yes. And then Han takes credit for it later. 
Yeah. And ultimately destroys it. Mm-hmm. Makes it makes making it the piece of junk that Leia calls it later on in the <clears throat> Well, let's think about the timeline here. So Han is what, thirty years old or so in episode four, right? Is it is it established? Is it I thought it was around twenty eight, twenty nine. So yeah, thirty years let's old. Let's just call yeah. it around thirty. Okay. And in this movie he looks obviously he's a lot younger. Is he ten years younger? Yeah, you're saying nineteen. I'm saying, yeah, ten 12 years younger at the most, right? So maybe so maybe Luke's age. Yeah, so maybe he's 19. Okay. So that's 11 years. Yeah. So my question is, what the hell has been going on inside the Falcon? <laughs> from from this shot well, to what we get in episode four. Well, with the, the walls are dirty, there's shit torn off, there's panels removed. Obviously Han is a hoarder and a hoarder. Uh, a hoarder. Sure. Let's it. just let's just say, based off of the uh, the cut scenes, the deleted scenes from A New Hope, we know that Han is a player, and he's got this this hot girl in the cantina. There's probably some major play going on there. Why he's got a Wookiee co-pilot to be doing whatever, maybe holding the uh, camcorder or something. <laughs> now, no, but seriously, the how does it get so dirty? Like he's been hurting a lot of nerfs in there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to That's to try to find that out, to try to figure that out. Now, obviously, also he's you know the radar dish is flat on this ship. This ship is is also very reminiscent of the Macquarie photos, right? The radar dish is flat. The front mandibles are not separated the way that they are in the later Falcon. And actually, the Falcon we see, unless I'm mistaken, uh, Dave, I think the Falcon we see in Episode Three looks like the Falcon we see in episode four, right? With the separated mandibles in front. It's a very small ship, but I remember taking a look at it in high def and you can clearly see that it is the Falcon. It looks just like the Falcon. Yeah. That Uh, is my recollection as well. Yeah. Yeah. And let's just, uh, we don't know the reason why that centerpiece was, what what do they call that? That front piece? I've just been calling them the two front mandibles. I don't know what the middle piece is. So that, that if we've, we've established um, based off of some sort of uh, documentation online, whatever, that that freighter, that piece of the Falcon is actually used for like connecting to larger freighter pieces, right? Like a, like a ship or like a container portion that it used to haul stuff with. Um, if, if I remember correctly, I can look this up. I'll have to throw it up on the website. Mm-hmm. But so we don't have to necessarily know that in episode three when we see it. In those, uh, you know, distant shots at the docking bays with the uh, shuttles, wasn't that where it was? It was, it was one of the shuttle sequences where we see it docked nearby. In episode three, yeah, uh, it's a wide shot, and you see there are uh, landing bays, and it's a, it, it comes in in the lower right quadrant of the screen. You see the Falcon come in for a landing in one of the landing bays. Okay, yeah. Do we know for a fact that it was the Falcon and not just a Carillion freight? Is it Carillion? Carillion yeah, Carillion YT-1300 okay. freighter. I forget the is, number. I think we have heard that confirmation. Okay. I'm pretty sure Lucasfilm said that that was, that was a real thing. That was a Falcon. Okay. All right. Yeah. It wasn't just another freighter. Yeah. Okay. All right. But let's continue. We do have Amelia Clark. Greg, that's for you, buddy. Uh, 
who is the uh, the female love interest, at least we think. So we could see the Falcon get dirtied up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe that Dejark table gets used for uh, Come more on. than just chess. It's Han Solo, people. We can talk about this. Now, this shot not, here, though. Not so. just Adobe on uh, on Tatooine is what you're saying. <laughs> That's right. This shot here, to me, is the first iconic shot of this film with young Han looking up longingly at his future ride or at his ship. Uh, it's a great... It's, I love how this is lit and... Um, in the sort of sepia tones, it just looks great. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, let's continue. Hey, kid. I'm putting together a crew. You in? That's yes. So we've got quite a bit of stuff going on there. We've got a shot of, of course, Woody Harrelson. Uh, inviting Han to become a member of his crew, we uh, we see Chewbacca for the first time in the uh, standard. We're putting a team together montage, right? Right. Yes, right. Yes. So is it sort of a sort of a caper kind of a film? Mm-hmm. It kind of sounds feels like Star Wars Ocean's Eleven sort <laughs> of. Um, we got Woody Harrelson, uh, but I want to get a shot of this terrain. I was looking at this earlier. This is interesting. I can get rid of that little menu there. There we go. Um, check this out, you guys. There's some markings on these. Uh, they're sort of like cone-shaped. Uh, it looks like somebody came down with huge um, like sand toys and made these cone-shaped <laughs> things on the beach. What do you guys, what do you make of these? Does these signif- signify anything to you guys? What do they remind you of? Anything? Here- it reminds me of like one of those rooms where the spikes come up out of the floor and there should be a ceiling where the spikes are coming down out of the ceiling to crush them, except somebody forgot the ceiling. <laughs> Damn you, ILM. Come on, people. <laughs> you know, it reminded me of uh, Star Destroyers coming up out of the ground, sort of. And this over here, it looks like this Mayan temple-shaped thing. Looks like the, uh, looks like the temple from the Rebel base on Yavin 4 little bit i don't remember that much ocean on yavin 4 <laughs> yeah i don't remember I, I remember very little ocean all right fine maybe this is kessel yeah yeah well they've talked about going to the spice mines of kessel yeah didn't ron howard tweet that that yeah check it out spice mines or something he, he tweeted a picture of what looked like a mine and his and his tweet was spicy oh yes all right so then we got our first shot well, we get uh, Amelia Clark here, looking only like Amelia Clark can, and she looks a little bit dark side-ish in this shot with the red cape if, and the. Uh, if if by dark side-ish you mean hot, you are one hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah, she mm-hmm. she looks beautiful. Dave's got and a then, thing but for let's, the well, let's pay techno, attention also babes. to the robot in the back. Yeah, let's let that's the oh, other. It's it's elite. That's our other female actress, Sorry. right? She's doing the motion capture for the robot, correct? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because that thing looks pretty cool. That and thing looks that... like an angry RX-7 in a cross with uh, that one robot with the beak from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. thing has a name. It's L-337. Well, I knew you were going to jump in on there, Nico. 
or as the millennial gamers that I know will call it, elite. So which is a shorthand for elite, which is someone who's better than you at a game. Ooh. Okay. Nice. So you get a shot uh, immediately following the one we already played with uh, Leet, perhaps. That's what we'll call him for now. Um, her. Her. Navigating for the uh, on the Falcon for our pilot here. And this does not look like Han. That looks like Lando to That's me. That's Lando. Oh, so, come on. Yeah. Gold? So this is, uh, this is Lando, and, and he's got the gold shirt on, too. That's looking nice. I went with gold when I could have just said... <laughs> mustache mustache yeah, yeah true. uh we've also got a shot here of somebody has character. killed the dogs and now they're scraping their bones what is going on here? so we got our first <laughs> shot our first shot of lando that's what we do here looking suave and debonair those cuffs man yeah look at that shirt those are some sleeves to be envious of in that yeah. collar. So if it's the same shirt that he's got on while he's piloting the Falcon, it's it's gold. But in this picture, it almost looks like a rose color. I think it's just the the, the, the lighting, lighting from right. the room. Yeah, um, guys, I'm just putting this out there right now. This is uh, Scott Ivansky's mm-hmm. Halloween costume. Sweet, nice. I'm pimping. Are my you ride. gonna do the blackface and everything, or are you just oh. gonna? Hell wow, yeah. might be a bad idea. No, just might be not the best of wow. ideas. <laughs> Maybe if I stay in just my house. But I'm, that I'm got real quick. I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. But I am. I'm gonna get the stash at least. And uh, we've got another character here that's mentioned as uh, you want to join part of the crew. This is I can't uh, get it to a place where we can see her. Fa- there she is. I was gonna say that's a really weird name. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys know the name of this character? I don't. But I do want to say something back to about the droid. So this is a female. Looks like a. She's wearing like a leather jacket. She's playing with some sort of a weapon there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry. it's Tandy Newton from from Westworld. Oh, is that her? Wow. Seriously? Yes. Huh. That's yeah. Wow. Because I watched that show, and that is that's amazing. Um, Tandy Newton. She was also in Mission Impossible 2. I just okay. blew your hair back, didn't I? Completely. You did. You did. You wow. Did. Completely. <laughs> so the droid, just real quick, reminds me of a mix between the FX7 a medical droid. Isn't that RX7? No, no that's, that's a Mazda. Mazda. Yeah, that's Mazda. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a rotary engine vehicle made by Mazda. I think all my millennials will agree with me in saying that the droid reminds us of the little robot from Power Rangers. Mm, I don't know anything about that. I I will admit to never watching Power Power Rangers once. Power Rangers. Yeah, I almost I almost I stopped myself. No, I think uh, it it reminds me of a a mashup of FX7 medical droid and uh, the droid from the Dark Forces video game series series Eight T eighty eight. I'm I'm curious to hear the droid speak. Do we know in the trailer if the droid speaks? Uh, I do. I don't think the droid speaks in the trailer. Okay. Mm -mm. No. That would, that would be interesting. Okay. All right. Sandy so, Newton, all right. Now, we also get a shot of Han here standing uh, in what looks like some sort of a gathering. Uh, one can 
maybe project that this is him walking into a card game where he's about to uh, take on Lando. Yeah. Sort of a dimly lit room. Looks like a looks like it could be a card game with a bunch of guys sitting around a table, and you get the um, uh, sort of you see Han's sort of backlit, so you just see the back of his. Not a dogs and nowhere near enough velvet. <laughs> True. Although you got a lot of aliens back here. It's going to be interesting to break this down once we get a better shot of some of these aliens. Yeah. But there's clearly some sort of a card game or something going on. These guys that have the uh, kind of dome-shaped helmets mm. are reminiscent of the characters that were cut out of The Force Awakens. Yes. The one guy that gets the, the lightsaber through the chest from Kylo, he's wearing a helmet that sort of, or a hat that sort of looks like that. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. All right. All right, let's continue. You in? That's yes. Summer. I might be the only person. Who knows? What you really are. Okay, got to pause there because this there's so much packed into every every five seconds of of uh, film here. So let's back this up to uh, well. First of all, we get the lovely Amelia Clark uh, in uh, in this in what looks like this almost like a Canto Bite esque yeah. casino. Okay, let's let's just get this out of and the Amelia way. Amelia Clark also with her with her natural hair color, which throws a lot of people off. You know, but that yes, that is Darnarius Targaryen right there. I didn't know that originally like the, my original viewing of this trailer i didn't realize that and really? uh yeah i really didn't and uh damn it she's cute oh wow yeah stunning with the dark hair yeah uh so let's just get that out of the way you're gonna hear that a lot in the rest of this review she is stunning but this is canto bite is it i'm gonna go with canto bite they're gonna throw canto bite ah, in here and it's gonna piss me off they would do that this is we need to we need some comparison shots this doesn't look as opulent as Canto Bite did. Fair enough. But it could be years, it's years, still, years earlier. So I mean exactly. it is Exactly. It's still new. It's still fresh. Okay. It's okay. a small operation still. Yeah. You they know when that. you go to Vegas and you like you go to like MGM and then you go to like I don't know. Uh the Wynn or something like a, a really high end place. Yeah, one and of the it's new got crappy the Canto Bite Don't give me this feel. high end bullshit. It's crappy. <laughs> it's the new Vegas and that's what it looks like. Alright. Yeah. No, here's the thing. It's new. The dust hasn't settled. There's this haze in the room. It's Canto Bite. The only thing that I noticed was, look at the shapes of some of the windows have a very prequel-esque Coruscant look to them. Uh, Hmm. Senator Palpatine's office has those long, almost oval-shaped windows. You're right. It does have this sort of almost like retro-modern feel to it. Very modern, new, or new modern. Uh Go back at like a scene, just so we could all see it. There is a shot with Amelia Clark. Um, Here. Well, we're going to go back there if you want to get that shot. Wherever that scene is where she's standing there kind of talking right there right, that one look at that shot that is right from palpatine's office yeah except it's red or like a dark maroon right this is the gold sort mm-hmm. of gold uh yeah. walls with yeah. the oval windows and it looks like that um mid-century modern sort of yeah. look to it yeah yeah, yeah. okay I'll go with it. I'll go. yeah it looks it looks very similar but the i i if i remember palpatine's office were a little bit bigger because doesn't he end up like sitting in one when he's Mm. Yes. Bigger, yeah, yeah. 
driving with Mace Windu. Yeah, um, let's just say for perspective's sake that they're far away but from But very similar window. in look, though, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe as she gets closer, she would sit in that window, which we would all just watch two hours of. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia Clark sitting in a window. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do we know her character's name? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, Ill-prepared. Yeah, I think we do. Always. I think it's been announced. Yeah, it has. K- Kia? Kaya? Kira. 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 That's it. Okay. I was close. Q apostrophe I R A or something like that. Now we have this interesting uh, dancer in the middle. So here we are. This like a it almost looks like a dan- a sparsely populated dance floor in the same place. Got the same windows. Yeah. I'm going. I'm still going with. Actually, now this is more like Canto Bite with a mashup of the Fifth Element. Yeah. There is a Fifth Element feel to this. Uh, singer here, right? Yeah, the way and, she's moving and sort of like, yeah. uh, almost in a translucent way, but just sort of flowing and it's really interesting. So she's got a microphone Sorry. in her hand. She's wearing all gold. And I like the fact that there's this weird mouthpiece also that's attached to her. So is that a breathing device? Because she can't breathe with this. I, I like how Star Wars, whether it's the lived-in universe or the glamorous universe always has this kind of like, oh, this person couldn't exist here without a certain device to help them live, mm-hmm. breathe, whatever. Tanks, yep. body suits. And then next to her, to her right, our left, is this interesting looking creature in the, uh, uh, looks like, a, almost like a back to tank. Um, uh, sort it's of a jar of piss, pet. Steve. Come on, just it, say it. It yeah. could be a jar yeah. of piss. <laughs> <laughs> and let's, let's just throw this out there. That's going to end up in Jabba's mouth. That's all. It's it's going to Java. Yikes. All right. So we're going to scroll forward a little bit here. And um, now this this is where it starts to get fun, too. We've got... Oh, Clint Eastwood boy. in a... Oh, I, <coughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no. uh, yeah, we've got a spaghetti western style shot <laughs> oh, here. Come on. Uh, Fighting on. Is this the Temple yeah. of Doom? <laughs> Han un, un, unlocking his... Uh, uh, Holster. The 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 what is this? The um, I guess the the strap, the strap on his holster that keeps the his DL forty five secure in there, unlocking it, getting ready to fight these guys, which look pretty badass. Um, let me get to a place where we. Can you mean see the early Kylo up. Ren? Yeah, <laughs> with so, fur. <laughs> yeah, so check this shot out. Is uh, really interesting. It's sort of um, yeah. There's a lot of speculation about is this an early Kylo Ren and taking a look at it really doesn't look anything like the kylo ren mask but it's it's similar in that it's got a little looks like a cyborg from um space 1999 was it uh Mm. cyborg are you talking about cylon cylon yes thank you from uh battlestar battlestar uh no let's not the visor at all dave let's go oh go ahead it 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 looks not just no no, okay. Just no. All right. Dave, I'm going to throw this out there because you're the go-to guy on this kind of stuff, but could this be them modifying maybe expanded universe Mandalorian armor? Hmm. All right. First, I have to question your assigning of me being the go-to guy for like expanded universe and Mandalorian armor. I think we're vastly overstating my position on that stuff. But it... it it hadn't occurred to me, but when you say it, and I look at it, and I'm like, yeah, that's possible. 
Yeah, look that at, makes some sense. Look I at mean, the way there's... The, the eye visor, the, the the eye slit in the visor with the nose yeah. and the mouthpiece kind of have that same FET look to it. Now, one thing that is a, a real popular theory out there is that there's going to be some kind of Boba FET reference in this movie to kind of establish that there's a, a FET solo dynamic before we, we see them in The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. That'd be maybe, great. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's this is leading up to something like that. Yeah. Well, but from these, these guys the definitely look... series Rebels, don't we know that he's got more traditional Mandalorian armor on right. hand? Well, I'm not going to say that this is FET, but I'm going to say that there were existence or still existed old Mandalorian yeah. armor, and th- and that's canon. That's actually in like Clone Wars and stuff, leading up to the events of this movie. Hmm. So, unless they've been been completely eliminated, but even then, wasn't the case of General uh, Grievous based off of previous armor types that he adopted to become the metal figure that he, the metal encasing for his human organs? Hmm. Um, I don't remember the actual uh, n- the name of the species that he he was, but he did use other people's armors to build the skeletal structure that okay. he became. Hmm. So, yeah, it doesn't look like it looks like kind of like wannabe Mando Mando armor to me a little bit. Like you know, they're, they they yeah. borrowed designs, but it's not exactly Mandalorian. This guy over here, way on the far right, looks like um, is it Bush? Yeah, yeah. Got the Leia's uh, a bounty hunter disguise. Yeah, yeah. Leia's disguise. Yeah. So these guys definitely look like they could be bounty hunters. Yeah, the What's one, this? the definitely the some sort of bounty hunter guild, and also the one with the red uh, kind of tunic over the the headdress, mm-hmm. um, kind of has a Sith witch look to it, just a little bit hmm. with the dark red and and the giant headdress. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what these people are. <clears throat> that exact one you were just talking about, those got still reminds me of Temple of Doom. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Okay, scrolling forward here, we have uh, a shot Neat. of our droid that uh, I think we have. Do we get confirmation, Nico, on the name? L three dash three seven. Yes, he's one hundred percent right. L three dash three seven. Excellent. Okay. Nico, uh, would you mind if I just called it Leet? I don't know at all. That's what I've been calling it in my head. All right. Leet. I mean, if we, you know, we got R2 and 3PO, and why not Leet? Yeah. Are we really going to call it R337 forever? <laughs> so we've got Leet in the with uh, some explosion going on in the background. Not sure what's going on here, but another action shot. Uh, we've got Han taking the controls of the Falcon. Or of a ship, I should say. And this shot is really interesting. This looks like, uh, again, exterior on the um, the snow planet. Yeah. And um, It's a rocky world, not quite like Hoth. More rock, mountainous yeah. terrain with some snow on it. Um, mm-hmm. that, that could be him piloting. Now, I don't know. Those, those controls look like the Falcon to me. Yeah, they have those those overhead kind of uh, kind of pulley push type controllers. Um, 
Yeah, this planet looks like a lot of action is going to be happening. We got these kind of like uh, hover <laughs> lifts or transports, and then later mm-hmm. on, what looks to be almost like a monorail system. Right. Or they're on the back of a train. It be, it becomes Solo, the runaway train well, movie. Well, you know, we've we've already heard that this is going to be like a heist movie. Yeah. So I'm yeah. pretty sure that they're robbing that train. Ah. That's pretty awesome. And that would explain why, the, you know, we get so many shots, action shots on this planet, as yeah. if they're going to be robbing that plane or train. And my assumption is it's probably Imperial Cargo that they're trying to steal. And Han's got info on it because he was at the Academy and then they kicked him out. But he heard about something getting shipped somewhere, mentioned it to somebody, to his... What's the guy's name? Tobias? Yeah. Mm. The the Woody Harrelson character? I like it. Yeah. 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 I like it. All right, put together. She really are. What's that? Get the logo. We're not done. Get ready. Thought we were in trouble there for a second, but it's fine. We're fine. Day. That is, is anybody there's a lot of stuff there. Sorry, Nico, go. Was anybody else really mad there at the end that he didn't say we're all fine? He didn't use the verbiage, we're fine. I, we're I, all fine. I see exactly where you're coming from, but I really feel like that is what they should have done with the two characters in Rogue One. Just tweaked it enough to be a little bit different. And that's what I, I that was the callback I was looking for. So Nico, I I applaud you for throwing that out there and, and bringing that to our attention but i really feel like it's it's the build-up it's a young version of later on the kind of suave and cool han solo yeah. who's kind of just like winging it but he has a little bit more control over what he's when he's bullshitting everybody i mean it mirrors the language and it mirrors the line yeah. in a perfect way so that you know it's you know it's foreshadowing yeah i don't need to have right. the exact line yeah, read back yeah, to yeah. me no uh, another thing, I I'm, I don't know if there's two trailers out right now or a different cut of the trailer, but the one that I saw, there was also a scene of like a four-armed monkey jumping into some like seat with some controls. Hmm. I don't know I, if we covered that in here. I don't think so, but I think well, what you saw was an international trailer, and I think hmm. I saw that as well. Um, and. And there was also the Super Bowl tease, which was different. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple. I mean, it's it was basically a tease for this trailer. But, yeah, it, it seems like there were a couple of different scenes in it. Yeah, we didn't we, we did not cover that at all, even in our, our little show right. that we did, uh, the mini episode. But before we do that, we need to tackle these last <laughs> shots because, one, yeah. we're getting the money shot right here. This is amazing to see this, the Star Destroyer in this kind of swirling mist with these uh, – these – fighters that we see chasing the falcon yeah have been shown before in the comics it's a tie bomber looks like a tie bomber it's not a tie bomber it's a different type of tie okay it has the similar twin fuselage but it's a little bit different however i want to throw something out there there is 
the giant tentacle monster that shows up. Mm-hmm. And that's everyone's been cracking jokes about the giant tentacle monster, big monster in the Star Wars movie. We may have seen this thing already in canon. This looks like it might be or is very similar to the creature that was introduced in the Clone Wars called the Zillow Monster. Oh. oh. Good pull. Yeah. I went back and I've rewatched this trailer now. It feels like a hundred times. And that thing just kept eating at me. So I started to look online and sure enough, it is very similar. Now there are some differences. The detail of the suckers and everything on the tentacles mm. are a little bit different. But that thing has multiple appendage, appendages, and it's ginormous. It is huge. So when you see this thing in this trailer, it just could be the realistic version, not the Clone Wars animated version. That's cool. That would be a nice tie-in. Mm. That would be fantastic. That would be great. Well, you're right, though, Scott. This is uh, definitely a money shot here of the a Star Destroyer chasing after the Falcon, coming up through this, this uh, sort of cloud bank. Um, beautiful artwork you've got as the ships fly by you get a little solar flare uh, that's for you JJ and um, then you flash to the cockpit with uh, Chewie and Lando um, flying with Han uh, Amelia again and uh, it's just a fun action shot okay another callback to the Zillow monster is this whole sequence the planet we originally see that monster on in the Clone Wars cartoon is this almost foggy, like, rocky planet. And every shot we see is swirling fog and everything. Like, the Star Destroyer behind the Falcon is coming out of this giant swirl of fog. Right. The shots of the ground are this really kind of, like, alien rocky terrain where that thing was in a giant pit in the in the car. I mean, this thing looks like it could be that. And I love that it's all kind of in this, like, again, money shot sequence. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. And we do Have get you... to see... Yeah. Nico, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, and, and in the scene right here, we do get to see the Falcon with the mandible connected at the, at the tip. Right. There. And how awesome is the scene where he flips the Falcon, knocks the TIE fighter into the asteroid. Yeah. Uh, that's just, that's a nice maneuver. Nico, what were you going to say? Have you guys heard the fan theory that this could be the infamous Kessel Run? Mm. Because that route, you know, as, as a smuggler, what would be a better way to smuggle goods from the Empire than to go through such dangerous foggy, monster-infested, rocky asteroid belt kind of terrain. Thus creating something like this. The 12 parsecs. Creating, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Because right. that would be really cool to be able to see that in the movie. Oh, see yeah. the Kessel Run? Uh, they've hinted at it so much. We've we've got to yeah, see I it, think, right? Come on. I think it's a given at this point that's going to happen in this yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. All right, so getting close to the end here, you got uh, Cockshore's on saying, oh, we're good, we're good, no problem. And then, of course, there's uh, more danger that lies ahead that they need to maneuver around. Let's see if I can get a good shot of this uh, Zillow beast. This looks like a claw or something there. Tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very oh, similar. The- 
the Zillow Beast, no, you're talking about had five appendages. It did. Ooh, there's an interesting uh, freeze. Yeah. There, you've got like a tentacle with like many little tentacles coming off. So hmm. it, it did. It, it was basically like, you know, the appendages, the, what we, the legs or whatever it was using mm-hmm. to crawl out of the pit, were just really long and spindly looking. So they weren't, you know, stocky little legs. And if you watch the actual, um, I think it was a two-parter on the Clone Wars, you'll see that these legs don't bend with a normal joint. They actually bend like tentacles. And so that's what kind of got me drawn to this is if if that was the case, that would be a really cool pull, like a throwback, just a small little throwback to the Clone Wars, which kind of ties everything back in. I like it. it. If it isn't, no big deal, but... It just got me thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. And uh, pretty much brings us to the end. Well, there you have it. Memorial Day, May 25th. Yes. Right? Release day for... Uh, 41 years. Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, 41 years to the day yep. from the release of Episode Four. Oh, and by pretty the way, cool. that got me into a lot of trouble over the last, like, seven days with somebody. Uh Somebody called me out and said, what's so important about May 25th being the release date of Han Solo? And I said, well, that's Star Wars Day. Oh. And uh, I got a lot of shit from people saying that it's May the 4th. Mm. So to all you people out there, we love every one of you. You're our fans. You're our friends. But fuck you. It's May 25th. So wait a minute. Is May 4th to... Is that the hallmark holiday of star wars day god damn right it's a made-up bullshit holiday i'm going off on this <laughs> may the fourth be with you too man yeah it's wow. way too commercial for scott so he's out i am may 25th <laughs> i celebrate alone me and george lucas actually uh, may the fourth is far too milk toast for scott's tastes oh dave you're with me you're finally coming on board well, I'm mocking you, sir. Guys, let's <laughs> let's move on. We've got we've got some news to cover. Uh, some pretty important stuff was announced this week, um, including we we have an announcement from an old friend of ours, guys. The chairman and chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company, Bob Iger. That's right, Mr. Uh, Iger, back at it. Dude, back. I'm, I'm working off three and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> this is gonna put you. We well, are about the edge, to get man. some more, so <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Well played, Nico. This is uh, Bob Iger at the uh, 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 FY18Q1 shareholder earnings call for Disney. What the hell is that? Uh, Mr. Iger announced uh, plans for future Star Wars movies and had a special announcement about some pretty well-known producers that are joining the Star Wars universe. Listen up. And we'll release our second standalone Star Wars movie on May 25th. The world got its first glimpse at Solo, a Star Wars story this week, thanks to our Super Bowl ad. And we followed that with the release of the movie's first trailer yesterday. The reaction has been fantastic. Han Solo is one of the most iconic and beloved characters in the Star Wars universe, and there's clearly a lot of interest in his origin story. And the future of the Star Wars franchise just got even more exciting. In addition to next year's Episode 9 and the trilogy Ryan Johnson is developing for us, we just announced that David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, creators of the Epic Game of Thrones series, 
will write and produce a new series of original Star Wars films. All right, so we've got Benioff and Weiss, can, can who I? are the are the creative geniuses behind Game of Thrones, joining creating their own Star Wars, not a single movie, guys, another Star Wars trilogy. So if you count the Ryan Johnson trilogy, mm-hmm. and you count, we'll call it the Benioff Weiss trilogy. Mm-hmm. Plus, you've got Episode Nine. That's seven movies that are in some form of production in Lucasfilm. Seven Star Wars films. And we're not even talking about speculation yet about some other standalone. Obi-Wan? We'll get there. Yeah. But that's, and, and Boba Fett. And, and Boba, Boba, Boba Fett's Fett. still out there as well. What do you guys think about the uh, Game Boba of Thrones? Fett. Game of Thrones Boba guys where? joining the Star Wars universe. What Ga- do you think? Guys, before you jump in, can somebody call John Travolta and <laughs> stick a needle of adrenaline into that man's heart? <laughs> For the love of God, Bob, <clears throat> have some excitement. The chairman and chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company, Bob Iger. There we go. He's, he's I feel like he's he's reading these flashcards. There, there's a lot that well, somebody gave him, but he doesn't believe any of it. Well, he said <laughs> that the future of the Star Wars franchise is very exciting. There, How exciting can it be? There's a lot if of you're it. falling asleep. There's a lot of excitement. For the origin story. <laughs> well, to, okay, we give him a lot of shit for this, but he is on a shareholders call. He he can't be like an over exuberant, over exuberant teenager. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he needs he's to gotta be, be a professional. But, but he, he works he for have a to be mouse. Wooden and laconic, though. He I mean, works dude. for a goddamn mouse. <laughs> Bob Iger. <laughs> All right. Well, poor Bob. Mob. Bob needs needs uh, some speed. Some. He needs some excitement. He needs to eat his Cheerios before he gets on those calls. Get some, get some. He needs you know, to sit blood flowing. Scott's car, apparently. <laughs> Have you seriously? <laughs> no kidding. Have you ever seen the old Walt Disney clips when he's like talking about you know Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff? He's out there. He's like he's you know he's an old guy, but he's sitting there. He's got some young girl next to him. And he's like, hey, sweet cheeks. Guess what we got? A bunch of talking pirates. They're animatronics, and you're gonna have a blast out there, kiddo. <laughs> Kind of creepy, but yeah. at least he was exciting. I get it. Oh, I get my it. God. I get it. Yeah, no, that's cool. All right, so so let's get back to uh, back to this Game of Thrones connection. Now, what do you think about Benahoff and Weiss joining the Star Wars universe? This is huge! These guys are have done a, a killer, killer job, I think, with Game of Thrones. And I think is it's... Is that a, just because they kill all of the characters? Or... I will... Possibly. I will withhold final judgment until season eight airs next year. That's fair. <laughs> As we are withholding final judgment on episode eight, I suppose. You mean their their track so, record so, isn't okay already? Until we see episode nine. All right. So, so I want. I, I really want to hear from all about I, the ending. That's all I'm saying. I really yeah, want to hear from I, Greg really on this. The landing. I I really yeah. want to hear from Greg on this because Greg is a pretty big Thrones fan. So I think so. Greg. He does like yeah, the throne. I, I, I love the Game of Thrones series. I I really appreciate what they've done um, with the series so far. And again, I agree with Dave. You know, they they really have to stick the landing to see how this goes. Um, but the uh, the last two seasons of of the series are the are the first two seasons that they were operating without the safety net of having these books underneath them, right? Mm-hmm, and right. the last two seasons have been buff fucking nanas right so 
I don't know how they're going to do on their on their own Star Wars with their own stories because when they were given the opportunity to come up with their own ideas for stories, they came up with a a you know their their next next rumored project for for HBO is apparently an alternate U.S. history where where the South won the Civil War, and they've taken a lot of flack for that. So I maybe they're backing off of that, and they'll do something a little bit more sane in the Star Wars universe, but that, that idea sounds a little bit bonkers, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> wow. I, uh. They are developing a series based on the idea that the South won? Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. that's All what right. we need right now. Hasn't wow. the South won right now? I mean, seriously? Aren't we in that world? Hmm. So, so as far as them coming on, um, and, and I was operating on the, the idea it was a trilogy as well, but somebody else had pointed out to me that they've just mentioned that it's a new series, not a tr- like um, ah. Brian Johnson's specifically mentioned as a trilogy. The Benioff and Weiss one was a series. Okay, so, you could be right about that. I'm call looking... it a trilogy, but but we don't know for sure. Well, well you know what? Yeah. You're right. You're right. I've got the I've got actually got the press release here. This is at uh, the WaltDisneyCompany.com. Game of Thrones creators David Benioff and DB Weiss to write and produce a new series of Star Wars films. Okay, let's play off of that. I know you want to read more, but pause that for a mm-hmm. second. If this is a play on words and a play on our minds, which obviously The Last Je- Jedi did a number on, uh, let's just go with that. Let's say that they're being brought on board to continue. I know I'm adding this in myself, but let's just say it's a series and not a new trilogy. They could be the ones picking up maybe the Kenobi and Boba Fett storyline, which would be... Fucking awesome! <laughs> Come yeah, on, Game absolutely. of Thrones. Game it's of Thrones. Still not Kenobi. as crazy as a Tarantino Star Trek movie. <laughs> All right, so this is Kathleen. Kathleen Kennedy says David and Dan are some of the best storytellers working today. Their command of complex characters, depth of story, and richness of mythology will break new ground and boldly push Star Wars in ways I find incredibly exciting. Benioff and Weiss said in a joint statement. In the summer of 1977, we traveled to a galaxy far, far away, and we've been dreaming of it ever since. We are honored by the opportunity, a little terrified by the responsibility, and so excited to get started as soon as the final season of Game of Thrones is complete. And didn't Kennedy also say, and if they don't improve their treatment of women, I'll fire their asses like I have everyone else? (laughs) (laughs) Just curious, Dave, on that uh, Star Trek comment, uh... Will Tarantino be putting one, anybody in the cockpit of the Enterprise and smashing them into a tree? I'm just curious. No, I think he learned his lesson about that, if, uh, if uh, all the press accounts are to be believed. <laughs> all right, so we've got another uh, important person from a different franchise joining the Star Wars universe. Star Wars Episode Nine. This is from Screen Rant. Nine! Nine! ScreenRant.com, Star Wars Episode 9 adds uh, adds Blade Runner 2049 art director. Is Hitler already mad about Episode 9? Because that would be great. (laughs) Paul Inglis (laughs) to its production team. The conclusion of the trilogy that stars Daisy Ridley as Rey, John Boyega as Finn, blah, 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 has some pretty big shoes to fill when it comes to uh, concluding the highly anticipated trilogy. Uh, so far, things look good for the trilogy, trilogy's conclusion. J.J. Abrams will be returning to 
direct the film. They'll be bringing back Neil Scanlon, the creature designer. And now they've got uh, art director Paul Inglis, who did Blade Runner 2049, which was one of the most beautiful movies I saw last year. So I take this as a good sign. What what say you, Scott? I You know what? Uh, oh, my God. Thanks for throwing it to me. <laughs> well, you look like you had something to say. I do. I have not seen 2049. What? And the, what? Sad, th- the sad thing is, is I've actually seen the artwork, and he is fantastic. So... Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great move. I'm curious to see what this uh, this uh, what's his name Paul Inglis is that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to see what he brings to it. I swear to God, guys, I will watch this movie in the next three you, weeks. You really <laughs> need to see it. It's visually well. You've probably read all about it. But it's 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 pretty. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's How a beautiful have you movie. Not seen this movie. I'm telling you, my wife and my kid have seen more movies that I should have been watching in the last six months, mm. and I just feel like something's terribly wrong. Something's off. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. I'll be there. I'll catch up. I think Disappointed. You can, I, I think you can stream it now. <laughs> sorry, Greg. You were you were expressing your disappointment in your co-host. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get in your way He's there. Yeah, I, it was a one-word disappointment. Scott knows. He knows. <laughs> I feel so dirty right now. I'm. I let Greg down. Damn it. Oh man. All right. All right. I'm on it. That's my my. Don't worry. I don't have 152 things also in the works right now. I will watch Blade Runner. Fit it in. Show prep. Let's go. All right. All right. Also, uh, well, talking about the Obi Wan spinoff. You know what? I just pissed off another podcast. (laughs) Seriously. It's not the first time you've pissed off podcasters. No, that's true. Uh, Star Wars, this is at uh, CBR.com. Rumors of the Obi-Wan movie are in full throttle now. Uh, Star Wars, Obi-Wan spinoff, rumored to film next year in Ireland. Again, this is CBR.com. Let's see. According to the Belfast Telegraph, any subscribers? Anyone? Oh, yeah. Subscribe to the Belfast. Uh, I get all my entertainment news from the Belfast Telegraph. That and Variety are the best sources. Guys, if, okay. you, if you ever notice, I drink a lot of Jameson. Mm-hmm. On the back label is the Belfast Telegraph. You, read. you just have to drink and read, and it's the best thing. According to the Belfast Telegraph, the staff... Now, this is this seems like it could be credible here. Okay. This You know, we, we get our Star Wars news from, like, Lego boxes and, and trading cards that come out. This is sort of in that genre. <laughs> According to the Belfast Telegraph, the staff at the city's Paint Hall Studios has been notified that the spinoff, which has yet to be announced by Lucasfilm, will use the facility for production. The studio is now home to, say it with me, HBO's Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. So there's, there's your connection. So everybody on the planet, including the entire country of Ireland, is basically saying Obi-Wan's coming, except Lucasfilm. Right. All right. Pretty much. All right. Yeah. Do you think that all of these connections with the Game of Thrones um, writers, directors, and and now this at the studio in Ireland have anything to do with Daenerys, what's her name, actress, joining the uh, there's another, Star Wars? Well, there's another connection. There's so sure. many connections to yeah. this. Do we Is, think that Disney is going to buy HBO soon? I mean, they're no. only 
sniping out the top talent. Well, I'll add another connection. I'm a fan of Game of Thrones, and so what do you think the chances are of me getting Amelia Clark to come over to my house? <laughs> let's get that interview right now. Let's oh do my that. God, right. guys! Let's go ahead and honor our sponsor. Talking about Kenobi, I want to talk about Audible.com, which is the premier source for audiobooks on the interwebs and the internet and everything online. Audible.com is the bomb. They've got the best audio quality. You can you can download these things for almost any device for your phone, for your computer, burn it onto a CD, listen to it in your car, however you want to listen. Audible has you covered. And today, for listeners of the Wretched Eye podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And um, talking about Kenobi, since we're talking about Kenobi, I thought we would feature the book Kenobi Star Wars Legends. This is from John Jackson Miller published in 2013. I had a chance to listen to this book um, already when it came out, and it is a lot of fun. John Jackson Miller, narrated by Jonathan Davis. This is Kenobi, Star Wars Legends. Never mind, he said instead. He reached for a bottle and refilled the old farmer's glass. I'm going to stop talking to you now. Drink up. Ulbrich did exactly that. To Ulbrich's mind, there was one thing wrong with the galaxy. People. People and droids. Well, those were two things. But then again, wasn't it wrong to limit what was wrong with the galaxy to just one thing? So to get your free audiobook today, you can get Kenobi right now for free. All you need to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash hide. That's audibletrial.com forward slash H-I-V-E, in case you can't spell hide. There you go. Now you got it right. For your free audiobook download. Do it now. You see, my friends here are a perfect example of the combined talents of the Wretched Hive Podcast. Ridiculous. We are influencing James Cameron. We are. I think we are. Eat a you-know-what, blue cats. Jesus, I would happily watch The Clone Wars on a repeating loop than have to watch True Detective Season 1 again. Festering pile of nonsense. I don't know how inebriated on a scale of 1 to however much these guys are I am tonight, but I'm getting there. Glenn Fry was the most egotistical jerk out of all of them. What an asshole. There's a good possibility what? that Nico is twerking a moonfish. There's a problem with our country, okay? And it's Chewbacca mom. That's the problem. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Can we just get back to the show, please? This is Kevin Lyle, and you're listening to Wretched Hive Podcast. Okay, let's see. What is... Uh, oh, gosh, this story is interesting, too. Uh, we were I thought we were done with Solo, but I, I should have thrown this in earlier. But uh, apparently, some guy came on the set to the Han Solo movie and started directing scenes and stuff, and his name was George Lucas. Oh, I was going to say, that picture looks like Donald Duck came on the set. What is going on <laughs> well, there? This is CBR.com. Uh, George Lucas helped direct a scene in Solo, A Star Wars Story. 
And it's accompanied by one of my all-time favorite pictures of George Lucas. (laughs) He looks so pissed. This reminds me so much of when... like that mouse has stolen his soul. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm still sharing well, my screen. The mouse on. didn't steal it; it paid four billion dollars for it, George. It's, okay. you've got a well, fucking smile for the picture, big man. <laughs> Let me describe the scene really quick, Scott. Um, you've got Minnie Mouse over here as Leia with the, with the buns, by the way, <laughs> right in, in her and, ears, and Minnie is really working the hips in that picture. She is. <laughs> you've got uh, what looks like a. Uh, well, it's a it's an R two unit. It's it's KT with, with ears. It's the pink one. It's the red pink one. Okay, uh, that is a, a. There's a long story behind that droid, but yeah. And then you've got yeah. Goofy, the Goofy with uh, the Darth <laughs> Darth Vader costume on. Uh, then you got George. You got Mickey, of course, dressed as a Jedi, and Donald as a stormtrooper. And in the middle of this lineup, you've got... I mean, if you've ever seen the actual photo of glum George Lucas, this is it. He just looks just totally like, what the fuck did I agree to just now? We need to point something else out. George is holding Vader's saber right there. That is a red dark side saber. Good call, Scott. He is is depressed as all hell. Yeah, he really looks just... His Sad. his face looks as plastic as Mickey's right there. And, and Wait seriously, a minute. It, is is the Darth Vader goofy wearing Mickey Mouse boxers in the background? Oh my Ooh, God! Seriously, we, let's see, let me see. Oh right. my! God. Oh my God! <laughs> Nico, nice pull on that. Yes, definitely is. Yeah. Okay, this is such a throwback to the time of. <laughs> I can't even believe it. That's this hilarious. Is, this is how old I am. Nico's going to make oh fun of this. God. Jim Henson, when Jim Henson died, the Muppets sang at his funeral. Kermit sang, It Ain't Easy Being Green. Yeah, I and, remember that. And oh my God, this makes me feel like if Jim Henson was actually alive and having to witness that, that would be the expression on his face. Why uh. is a Muppet singing... He is not a happy person in this photo. This is beautiful. This is going to be my screensaver. Well, back to the story. So, uh, CBR.com, you got to check out this pic. Can we post this on our... Can you do this, Scott? Post this on our... We need to get this on our our various social media because you have to see this photo. Okay. Um, So, this picture details... uh, It actually details a story provided by Entertainment Weekly uh, and Crack... Star Wars reporter Anthony Bresnikan. In fact, we talk about him so much on the show. I have a little sound clip to, to introduce Anthony here. here Guys, I'm Anthony Bresnikan. There you go. So Anthony Bresnikan. Guys, I'm Anthony Bresnikan. With uh, amazing reporting again on the Star Wars universe, detailed how uh, George Lucas visited the set and made a suggestion to Ron Howard. Um. And uh, this is kind of a cool story. It's actually being told by Kathleen Kennedy. She says uh, he had intended to just kind of stop by and say hi, and he stayed for five hours, Kathleen Kennedy recalled. There's even one little moment in a scene where, I can't tell you what, I'm sorry, but in the scene where the Millennium Falcon, where George said, why doesn't Han just do this? And Ron happened to be by the monitor and he goes, oh, that's a great idea. And he ran inside the ship and said, George wants us to do this. So that was pretty cool, she says. So George still making suggestions on Star Wars films. So 
I just gotta say. The headline "George Lucas helps direct a scene." That's that's really overstating the contribution there. Possibly, yes. Not to be a wet blanket about the whole thing, but really, come on. Hey, why doesn't he do this? So he didn't. He didn't solve a fucking plot hole in the script or anything like that. <laughs> well, that's very true. But you know, I, I mean, it was reported by Anthony Bresnikan. So Guys, I'm Anthony Bresnikan. It's got to be true. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, I'm not. I'm not doubting it's true. I'm just saying if he said something like, "Hey, why doesn't Han put his hand in the middle of the frame and throw the switch that's in the middle of the frame right there so it looks really cool?" Hey, that's a great idea, George. Let's do that. I mean, come on, it's not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I still love the story about um, Rogue One, where he came on the set and Gareth Edwards was all nervous and like sweating, and and uh, he said something like, "Nah, you didn't get it right. Doesn't look good." He's just messing yeah, with him. That, yeah. yeah, that that is awesome, by the way. That, <laughs> that is that yeah. is fantastic. George Lucas being George Lucas. If I was George Lucas, that's the kind of shit I would do all day. <laughs> just be trolling Star Wars nerds all day long. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I would be on Big every time. message board just like, nap. I don't think so. You got it wrong. <laughs> I have, I have four billion dollars. What else am I going to do with my time? Wouldn't it be funny if the Twitter account glum George Lucas was actually George Lucas? It would be genius. Genius <laughs> oh is the word awesome. you're looking for. <laughs> oh man. Well, also uh, in the last couple of weeks, we got a few additional details. But I, I want to say we've covered this already, but we got some additional details about the Disney Parks Hotel that's opening up. Uh, I think it was officially confirmed that uh, the, each hotel room... Well, first of all, it's it's at Walt Disney World. It's the Star Wars Hotel will be connected to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge when it, Galaxy's Edge opens up in summer of 2019. And... Uh, when you walk in, you pick a side, you, whether dark side or light side. Uh, the hotel itself is modeled as if, as if you're on a Star Destroyer. So you look out the window and you see space. You don't see out a window. You see things happening in space. And it's cosplay. They, if you want, they give you a costume to wear while you're in the hotel. I think you should just be required to wear one. I think you should just get the damn uniform and wear it. This story called out the fact that you don't have to, but yeah. I mean, who's going to pay a thousand bucks a night and not do it? Yeah, you're... yeah. If you go to that fucking hotel and you don't wear the costume, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I'm with Nico on <laughs> this. Right. Put on the Vader helmet already and just get a tan. Yeah. Wear the Wookiee mask, you nerd. Yes. Disney will yeah, also Chewbacca mom just put it on. <laughs> Fuck you. Disney will also <laughs> he's like change subject. Uh, Disney will also provide a unique shopping experience. Of course they will, with a Toy Darien shopping market. See what they did there. Oh. Uh, will Watu be haggling us during our ventures? We can only hope so. Now, if they could pull that off with an awesome hologram. <clears throat> Instead of giving us like a Tupac or something like that, but Watto flying around, that'd be great. No, that'd be cool. All right, that'd be really cool. But give them the give them the episode three creepy five day, you know, uh, what the shadow, the the, the, <laughs> the, the broke ass Watto. Yeah. <laughs> Anakin, well, what do you know? I've, I've been drinking a lot, and uh, welcome back, broke ass Watto. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> 
All right, last story of the day, guys. Uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah? Natalie Portman hosted SNL a few weeks ago. Natalie should never be the last story of the day. Oh, man. <laughs> Natalie should always go first in my book. Yeah. Uh, but she she hosted SNL and did a, uh, a remake of a rap song that she had done a few years back. So this is the new version of the rap song that she did, I don't know, a couple of years ago. I, I, I'm going to say it's not a remake. I'm going to say it's a continuation. A continuation. Because there yeah. is a difference in tone. Yeah. I, I, I Well, uh, there's a little bit of a difference in tone, but uh, it's still oh, yeah. dirty as hell, which is great. Oh, yeah. And uh, so Natalie Natalie dropped in a pretty big Star Wars <laughs> reference in this one, and I, I wanted to close with this story because I just... I, I love this almost as much as I love the, star, the Han Solo trailer, to be honest with you. Uh, but this is, I isolated a 30 second clip here. This is Natalie Portman on SNL. I guess I'm showing my age. Now bend over and spread him because you about to get now I have to ask Natalie, have you seen the new Star Wars movies? No. Oh, they're really good. They're much better than better than what? Say something about the mother. Say something nice about George Jar Binks. Now kiss him right on his while I sit dead on your face and take her. So we have <laughs> Natalie Portman confirming number one. Jar Jar. The Jar Jar has 17 dicks. dicks. Yes. Uh, can, I, can I just say that she is oh, doing so this in... I knew it! She is doing this in full cosplay. Like she is oh, in yeah. full headdress it was amazing. It was actually so beautiful to see that happen. <laughs> you got to listen to the whole thing. Uh, look it up on YouTube. SNL Natalie Portman rap, and you will you will find it. And if I if I remember right, the uh, the the current rap was written by the Lonely Island guys, which is of course Andy Samberg and yeah. and jo- Jorma and I forget the other guy's name, but the same guys who did all the 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 super funny. SNL digital shorts, the yes. dick in my pants, and yeah. or dick in the box, and jizz in my pants, and all that stuff. By so, the way, those good. I heard they wrote the rap on a boat. <laughs> yes, they wrote that one as well. Uh, Andy Samberg does make a special appearance in that rap. He does with another special guest, which is the icing on the cake. So please go watch that. Yeah, good stuff. Not to be missed. Not to be missed. And by the way, this is not to be missed either. It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Yahoo! Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, what do you got for us this week? Well, you know, it's a time for lovers, guys. It's a time for lovers, and so I'm looking back to the the original innovator as far as Star Wars Twitter, and that's Emo Kylo Ren. So Ooh. let's take a look at Emo Kylo Ren from this past Valentine's Day. He says, lightsabers are, lightsabers are red, lightsabers are blue. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> Man, it almost writes itself. Exactly. <laughs> that's perfect. Perfect. So uh, while the music plays us out, I'm going to try not to talk about the post again. But 
uh, Natalie Portman was promoting a movie called Annihilation, which was made by Alex Garland, and his last movie, Ex Machina, had Ooh. Oscar Isaac, who's Poe Dameron, and Dom Gleeson, who's General Hux, in a fantastic movie. So Ex Machina, I think it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Go watch it. It's rad. Yeah. Scott, have you seen that one, or are you still holding out on that, too? <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> oh, he hasn't seen it. Oh my god! Oh, no. No. I haven't seen it. No. Ex Machina. I, I was. I didn't know what to expect. I just heard it was really good and it was sci-fi. So, I rolled up to that thing. That thing is a fantastic movie. Okay. It was that much better because I didn't know what it was about and it shocked the hell out of me and surprised me and it was great. Okay. Really funny. Does well, it have anything to do, with, <clears throat> Greg, with the game series Deus Ex Machina? No, nothing. No. Okay. No, Scott, if you don't like that movie, I will buy you a bottle of Jameson's. Wow. Okay. No, if you I, can look yeah. me in the eye and yeah. honestly tell me that you didn't like it. No. Okay. You won't. You like, won't. You, yeah. Just so you all know, I am seeing movies. I'm just going through all the Oscar-nominated films, so it's a slam dunk. I, I'll, I'll get there. I will. Well, if you have ever bought Scott Ivansky a bottle of Jameson's, call our number and give us. The story. We want to hear it. 562. I do too. I don't remember. 455 4483. That's 562 455 Hive. That's H I V E. Hive. In case you can't spell Hive. Uh, you can look us up at thewretchedhive.net. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. Search for us on iTunes and anywhere you pick up your podcasts. We are at wretchedhive.podbean.com. We're at wretchedhivepod on Twitter. We're on Stitcher and iTunes. Episode 55 is in the books. Guys, final thoughts. Eat a bib for tuna. <laughs> That's all you nice got? Callback. <laughs> nice callback. Well done. Black Panther this weekend, guys. Crazy, yes. movie, crazy oh, yeah. movie season starts now. Yes. I may have seen Black Panther by the time this episode airs. Yeah. Guys, have a great, great couple of weeks, and may the Force be with us all. Always. <laughs>